You've just accessed Shekinah glory, the place where God dwells among His people. Prepare now to receive the Lord as Pastor Rex Ricks connects you to the power of God through the prophetic revelatory preaching and teaching of the Word of the Kingdom of God. Experience the revelation of Jesus Christ on another level from the place where God dwells among His people. Now, hear the Word of the Lord. Proverbs chapter number 3. Uh, verse 9 notice we've been doing a series of teaching on the church someone say the church the ecclesia by now you should have some idea who the church is who's the church me as the individual i am the ecclesia i am the church but it comprises of the universal church talking about who christians everywhere those who have uh, proclaimed jesus as their lord and savior then it also comprises as the local church now we have been dealing with the local church and we said that there are three central ways how we support our local church and if i can solicit your help will you help me out number one we support our church by what our time devoting our time we support our, we support our church um by way of our gifts our talents and we support our church how financially that's the last one this one has been somewhat tumultuous for some because anytime you mention the word giving in church um those who have not um come to the revelation that it belongs to god they can take the message out of context and it's not about money as we've stated in previous weeks it's about trust and honor in the lord amen now something that we've ascertained or determined thus far um, we, we've seen throughout scripture dealing with this last one, how we honor God with our money. And just let me say this. The only way we can get this gospel throughout the land is going to take people and money. It's going to take people devoting their time and talents, and it's going to take money to get this gospel throughout the world. You can have the people, but we need money or you can have money. Well, we need people. So it takes both. Amen. Amen. So as a matter of fact, you can do you, you can't do world missions without finances. You can't do local missions without finances. You can't do local, uh, excuse me, local uh, uh, missions without money or finances. So it takes both. Amen. Now, uh, write this down. And, and I would that you go back and get the previous CDs for this teaching because it will change your life. We talked about the cure for anxiety. We seen in Matthew chapter six that the Lord encourages us not to be anxious, not to be worried. So he is the cure for anxiety. We've also uh, studied or seen that we can't serve both God and money. We can't help me out. We can't ser serve both God and money. We can have both, but one has to be superior. God has to be first. Amen. Then too, last week we talked about was his is mine. And how many remembers going through the scriptures and, and proving this through scripture of what I just stated? Last week we seen that uh, the earth is the Lord's and everything in it. <laughs> the silver is his. The gold is his. And how many would agree? And, and we also seen this. Now you've seen this in the scripture that you as a believer, you have been purchased with the blood of Jesus. You have been bought. So we belong to the Lord, right? So what's mine is his. What's mine is his. What's mine is then too we've seen in Luke that, uh, um, that we are managers over God's estate. Who remembers saying that? Okay. Now, having said that, based upon the Bible, for the believer, 
is it safe to say that what we have belongs to God? Who would agree with that? Okay, now I'm hearing a lot of yeses, okay? Who would agree with that? You put in the hours, but it, but it belongs to the Lord. Amen? So, now, and this is important, too, because all of uh, you youth and uh, uh, teenagers and, and adults alike who are working, or when you get any kind of money, let me help you out. Let me tell you how to get ahead of the game. Weigh it before God first. Honor him first and let him take it and stretch it where it will last. Boy, I, I wish I had about at least two witnesses. I know it's, it's going to be a little tight, a little tense because we're talking about, the, we, we're mentioning the word money, but don't let it bother you. God is still God. And if you honor him, he would do manifest what he already promised. Amen. So here we see, on, let's read this out loud. Honor the Lord with your, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first and the best part of your income. As I stated last week in uh, Ancient Bible days, they will honor the Lord with the best of their animals, the best of their crops. They would give the Lord the best portion first. And whenever we receive money, we want to, uh, before we do anything else, now I'm talking to Christians, before we do anything else, let's honor God. Let's give God, Lord, what do you want? Then let me go ahead and conduct the rest of my business affairs. What are you doing then? I'm showing, uh, when, I, when I give God first place, that's demonstrating to him that you are Lord of my life. You are first in my life. You are supreme, not possessions and money. Boy. Wednesday night, we talked about there's a reason why it's not working for you. And there are principles outlined in the word that if we would just do them, we would reap great benefits. And sometimes people complain. Sometimes people, sometimes people are upset. And they're not doing what they know to do. Principles does not discriminate. They work for whoever works them. And sometimes we're not steward enough or steadfast long enough to see these things work. And I'm saying this to say, I want to get this. Because if the truth be told, not honoring him has not landed you any further up the road than keeping the best part. Ah, are you here? So here the scripture lets us know that we are to do what? Honor the Lord with the best portion. Now, I'm doing just a little review. Um, We've we seen in 1 Timothy 6 that we should not be lovers of money. For the love of money, not money, but the love of money is the root of what? All types of evil. The un, let, matter of fact, let me read one of the verses. Verse 9 says, but those who are not financially ethical crave to get rich with a compulsive, compulsive, greedy longing for wealth. They fall into temptation and are trapped into many foolish and harmful desires. Hmm. And verse 10 goes on to say how many have strayed from the faith because of their love for money. Let me tell you something. One of the reasons, while I give, two reasons why I give. One, to let God know that he's superior and ahead of my life. And two, to let money know that you'll never be my master. That's why I give. And you'll be amazed of the Christians who still can't say, Lord, you are master. Don't let money dictate to you how you worship God. You let money know, listen, you, you, you know, God is going to be first. And you do what I say. Amen. Boy, this is, mm, I said this last week, and this is why I'm going to jump right in. The week before, I said, how can you keep from the spirit of mammon? And we know mammon is that inordinate, that unethical relationship with money, allowing money and possessions to govern my emotions, to, have, to allow money and possessions 
to usurp authority above God. And this was found in 1 Timothy chapter 6. And if you remember around uh, verse 7, we said that number one, we're talking about how can you keep the spirit of mammon at bay or the love of money at bay? We said, number one, you can't carry it with you. This is found in uh, verse 6. You can't do what? Say it out loud. You can't do what? And if you did, somebody would go dig it up and, and get it. Put all my money. Put, put all my money with me. Okay, we'll do it. Just as soon as everybody go home, we'll be out there with pitchforks, shovels, digging it up and getting all that money. Back. And we snatching all the jewelry. Anything that you can't use, we're taking it. Yeah, yeah we're going to take it. <laughs> Number two, be content with what you have. This is in verse 8. As we stated last week, how many pair of black shoes do you need? How many purses, lady, do you need? I mean, I mean, I mean, do you need a thousand? Get on the guys, pastor. Fellas, how many toys do you need? Are you here? So be content. And these things help me keep money and greed at bay. Then two, this was found in verse eight. We said, monitor what you are willing to do to get money. And let me tell you something. If you get desperate, you may do some things that are unethical. For a dollar. I'm sorry, 50 cent. Because you are so desperate that you are willing to do. Now, by a show of hands, how many of you have been in that place where you did some unequal to. Oh, y'all gonna raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> I'm just serious. But listen, be true to yourself. And you know what? The thing about it, there are others who should have been pastor. I, I'm, I didn't know any better. But thank God for his revelation. Are you here? In the, the one we want to jump right into today, we said that you want to love God's work more than money. How do I keep uh, uh, greed at bay? Love God's work more than money. Let's say that loud. I want to love God's work. Come on, say that loud. I want to. I can't hear you. Say it again. How you doing, mother? You want to love God's work more than, more than, how many feel that tension? That's the person next to you. That's the person next to you. That's the person next to you. But by the grace of God, that spirit going to be broken today. That spirit of mammon. No, there are going to be some that's going to make a decision today. I've allowed money to dictate what I do far too long. And today is going to be a day of new beginnings. God is first. Now, this is found in 1 Timothy 6, beginning at verse 17. So the point we're dealing with today is this. You want to love God's word more than money. I'm going to get you all these verses, and we're good. So what's the point? Love God's work more than money. Then, to, In the conclusion, I'm going to show you, when you come to the house of worship, when you come to the place of worship, bring, you should always bring an offering. You should never come to the place of worship empty-handed. Boy, I, if I could get one amen. How many of you didn't know that? I'm going to show you in the scripture. Whenever you come to the place of worship, you should bring. You know what? We don't go to the mall empty-handed. Why? Because you go with an expectation that I'm going to get a deal today. And, 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 and not that, uh, again, your tithes and offerings aren't payment for his blessings, but it just indicates that God is supreme. He's first in my life. So, so I'm not bringing money to try to, to try to buy something. No, I'm bringing money to show him honor, reverence, and respect, and that he's first. That's why I'm bringing the offering, because there is an expectation. 
Are you here? Uh, 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 and this is just not those who have money. This is people. This is money period. Not just rich people. What we're about to read because there's about three people that say I'm not rich. Well, why are you confessing it? And you are rich. And see, that's another thing. You, you have to remember, you have already been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. And they, they come down when I activate my faith, when I put these principles to work. You already have because your father has. As a matter of fact, Jesus says this in 2 Corinthians 8, around verse 9. For, uh, for your sake, Christ, who was rich, became poor, that through his poverty you may become what do you mean he became poor? Well, he came down from heaven in a form of a man, left the riches and luxuries of heaven to die for your sins. That's what that means when it says he became poor, not that he, he had some money and he gave it away. No, what that means is that he came down in the form of humanity to die so you wouldn't have to be broke, which came as a result of Adam's abdicating the promise because before Adam fell Adam and Eve there was no poverty there was no sickness there was no lack and all these there was no death and all these things came about as a result of them dishonoring or disobeying God so Christ said I got to come down and get everything right back in line so they can have some money to honor me pay their bills pay for their school kids college or what have you Boy, this is good. Let's read this out loud. Verse 17. Tell those who have the riches of this world not to be arrogant. Don't be pretentious. You hear? Instead, they should place their confidence in who? Let me tell you something. I don't care how much you get or how much you think you have. Don't place your confidence in money, sir, ma'am. I know you think you did this on your own, but no, you had help. Whether you realize it or not, <laughs> there's one who helped you, whether you realize it or not. That's why every time, again, every time you get seed, honor God first. And that shows not only him, but your money that God is first. Well, Pastor, I don't make enough. Well, why are you working? Stop working if you don't make enough to honor God. You're backing up. Are you here? Verse 18, tell them to do what? Tell them to do what? Tell them to, tell them to come on, y'all talk to me. Tell them to do good and to do a lot of good things to be generous and to do what? This is what we should be doing. Notice we say we honor God with our time, talents, and our financial contributions. We should be doing good and we should be sharing. Are you here? By doing this, we store up treasure for themselves where? Which is a good foundation for their... In this way, they take hold of what like really is. Keep going. Go to verse 21. Timothy, guard the good news which has been entrusted to you. Turn away from pointless discussions and claims of these false lines that people use to oppose the Christian faith. Just like when you hear all these people debating about this and that. Listen, man, if it worked for you, that's good enough for me. Are you here? Although some claim to have knowledge, they have abandoned the faith. And, you, and we've seen in verse 10 that a lot of people, because of their love for money, have abandoned the faith. And I don't know what it is about the subject of money that some Christians always try to find a way out rather than a way in. And there's this sordid attitude, this selfish, this self-first type of attitude that, every, no, it, it's mine. It, no, it's God's. And earlier, everyone raised their hand, oh, no, Pastor, it belongs to God. Well, if it belongs to God, why not, whenever money comes into my possession, ask the owner, oh, boy, 1 John 3, 16, 17. 
So we said a good way to keep money at bay is to what? Love God's work more than money. Here we just seen do good, share. Huh? Timothy, uh, uh, 1 John. Let's read this out loud. This is how, come on, everyone reading. This is how we come. Not just be out for who? Not just be out for who? If you see, come on, let's go. If you see. And you made it happen. And you ought to be a, you, you would be amazed of the attitudes in the body of Christ when it comes time to do things for the kingdom, when it comes time to do things for the advancement of the kingdom and, and, and can do something. But we think about, well, pastor, I got, I got God first. He's not saying don't bless yourself. As a matter of fact, we seen in Luke uh, on, on last week that when I'm a faithful steward over his, he'll give me mine. Boy, this is good. It's a hard message, and a lot of preachers are scared to talk about it because they're worried about what people are going to say. But when you're a person of integrity and honor God and trust God, you don't, you're not afraid, and there's no propaganda and manipulation behind it. You can get up here and teach this, look you dead in your face, and not be intimidated by who want me to stop. I, I wish he told me how I can get this hump off my back. See, if you have money, you go get somebody to cut it off for you. I pray nobody has a hump on their back. <laughs> Galatians 3 I'm sorry Galatians 6 9 and 10 let me show you something look at someone and say if you're trusting God keep trusting him you, you know we use sometimes you hear people say this I'm waiting on my ship to come in and this is what they're saying they're waiting on a big sum of money to come in where will you say this since they can identify with that say your ship is closer to arriving than you think Boy, that was a good place. Boy, if you couldn't reach in your pocket and pull out a $100 bill, that would have been a good place to say, Pass, thank you, boy, my ship is closed. If I can't reach in the other pocket and pull out 100 if I can't log on to my bank account and at least see 100 that was a good place to give the Lord a shout of praise, man. Do this. Try the Bible. You've tried everything else. It's not working. Try the Word. Try doing this long enough to see it manifest in your life. You can't give one or two times and like, ah, it didn't work. Be consistent with it. Stay with it. Honor God. Keep honoring God. Keep trusting God. And trust you, me. If he said it, he has to manifest it. But what you will not do is do this and God prove himself. And you get to that place. Where, or, or, well, let me say it this way. There's not a person who can do this. Because if you do it, it's going to work. But there's not a man standing or a woman that can say they tried this and it didn't work. Then that would make God a liar, but God can't lie. Are you here? Look at someone say, it's just money. Man, it's nothing but money. Then you hear all these rappers and worldly folk who disregarding God, just blowing in and talking about doing this and doing that. Then the person who actually serves the king of kings, Lord of lords, how stingy should we not be? We should be the first. Matter of fact, we should be singing them songs and telling people how to ball out, how to trust God. Are you here? Let us, come on, let's go. Let us not. 
See, you, your ship is closer than you think. You're going to read at the proper time. When is the proper time? At the proper time. Well, when is that pass? At the proper time. When the proper time? At the proper time. Well, when is the proper time? At the proper time. Well, when is the proper time? At the proper time. That could be today. Could be this afternoon. Could be in about 25 minutes. But at the proper time, rest assured, you're going to read. God told I wish y'all were Pentecostal. Pentecostals be shouting right now. Y'all old stuck up 21st century Christians that don't know how to praise the Lord. Boy, I wish y'all were sanctified. Any sanctified folk in here? <laughs> Three of y'all, everybody else, pastor, I'm under grace. And we are saved, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled under grace. Amen. Now, uh, look, let us not grow weary at the proper time. Keep going. Wait, 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 wait. While we have, wait, what verse we on? As we as who? Have the opportunity. Let us do good. Wow. Now, now he said, bless all people. Be good to all people. But, they, but, but if there is a place where you ought to be especially good, it is to those who are the household of faith. It is in the kingdom of God. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to make a donation and support this ministry as we expand the kingdom of God, please visit ShekinahGloryFC.com or download our church app from iTunes App Store or Google Play by searching Shekinah Glory FC and click Give to make your donation.